As black people, we face many issues and challenges in different aspects of our lives, such as race, gender, equality, cultural differences, and many more. This conversation can be sensitive and difficult to have, but necessary. On Pale, we will share our takes, perspectives, and different opinions. Hello, welcome back to Pale. I'm Gilles from Montreal. I'm here again with Vanessa from Edmonton and Kelly from Toronto. Today, we'll be talking about mental health in the Black community. How are you doing today, guys? I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm not from Edmonton. I'm from Red Deer. Okay. 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 For those who don't know, Red Deer is a little village in the middle of the bush of Alberta which is in the middle of the bush of Canada, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Oh, my God. How are you, Kelly? How are you? Are you in Toronto? I'm in Toronto. I'm doing well. The weather is kind to us these days, so I'm enjoying the weather. That's really good. That's really good. You know, you take care of yourself, which is going what we're going to talk about today. I feel like... As black people, we don't talk a lot about mental health. We don't, it's not necessarily a subject that we talk about either is with family or with friends like you guys. So can you guys tell me a little bit as when growing up either in Africa or in your family here, did you guys always, like, did you guys sometimes talk about, like, can you go and sit to your mom and say, mom, yo, I'm, I'm depressed, man. <laughs> can you guys do that? <laughs> Because I know I can. If I go sit with my mom and be like, yeah, mom, you know, like life is hard. Like I can't, I can't do this. She's gonna be like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> It'll be like white people thing. <laughs> yeah, too much cheese. Definitely. Yeah. Knew how they were working forty hours a week. They were doing this, mm-hmm. and they had to walk twenty kilometers to go to school. Then they had yeah, kids mm-hmm. and they were married at fifteen. And mm-hmm. it's not a comparison. I feel like for me, mm-hmm. I didn't even know anything about mental health. To be honest, when we were growing up in Africa, like I grew up in Cameroon. For those who don't know, whoop whoop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So you're way too proud. I am well some days. Um <laughs> I I feel like in the house we, I mean I didn't know anything about that but you we you didn't really have you couldn't come and say oh school is too hard or you know I am too tired even when I came here in Canada when I was in France you couldn't come and say oh my god university is so hard on me. Like, it's like a weakness to say that you can't do something or that you're too tired or you're too overwhelmed. And it's like, I couldn't tell it to my parents. I couldn't even tell it to my brothers and sisters. I think even between friends, if you start being like, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm just overwhelmed with this. People will say, oh, you're too weak. Oh, your parents didn't pay all this money for you to come here and say school is hard. Like, you know, what about you guys? Share your experience. Um, Kelly, I will let you go first. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I, I I echo what Jill said, you know, like growing up, I really didn't know much about mental health, you know. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, being a kid, you know, I always saw that people who sort of showed any kind of sign of what we would call today depression or anxiety, um, people will tend to call them, you know, um, weak, you know, like it's a sign of weakness, as Jill was saying, or it's like bad witchcraft or something. It's like, why aren't you like your other brother who's not complaining? Or your about cousin, it? yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was always that comparison kind of thing. And then what we'll see today, like as schizophrenia, for instance, back home, it's like you've you, you gone totally crazy, you know, um, without even putting two and two that there is like an hormone imbalance in the brain so Mm -hmm. it's only when I came here that you know um the 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 talks like you know the bell talk uh on you know about mental health that's when I started to be like oh this is actually serious this is this is not like some sort of witchcraft or like it's a real thing anything it's a real thing yeah Um, on my side, growing up, I had no clue what mental health was, but what I can remember is that when you hear that somebody commits suicide, they will mostly be like, oh, that person must be weak. Like, how come you can decide to like kill yourself? How, like, what is going on in the person's head? But coming here and, uh, I've been personally through uh, depression and being able to put a word like being able to say that okay right now is depression changed a lot of things because I was I would be going through it not knowing what, not knowing it, what was, it was mm-hmm. but I couldn't talk about it because if you talk about it you'll be like oh yeah right you, you have food much. you eat yeah. mm-hmm. why are you complaining yeah. some kids don't have a oh yeah whatever but yeah yeah but one thing that you guys keep saying is when i came here i tell you the same thing but what i want to know is do you guys think that us african who are living abroad because i don't think it's the case do you guys think as a majority of people we are um more open to mental health i feel like yes we three of us here we maybe have a little good understanding of it but i often have seen in like i've collected groups and diaspora's groups on facebook and stuff like that when people still don't understand it and they still stigmatize it although they've been living here for 10 20 years and mostly you two guys i don't want to put your business in the street but like your parents has been like like your parents clearly lived in canada vanessa your mom and dad lived here for a long time do you guys think that it has changed the perception of things or do you guys think african (laughs) (laughs) there you go that's the answer But why do you like why do you like is it that they don't educate themselves they don't pay attention enough like i feel like a lot of young black african people don't they still have the same mentality ah this is what people think like don't come and talk to me about depression this is stupid Mm -hmm. and even parents who lived here and have even their kids go through stuff they will go to the doctor and the doctor will say your kid is having a depression and they will still be like ah this is what people think like Mm -hmm. 
I don't. I just think that's crazy. But anyway, Vanessa put a great point. I want you. You. You open the box. I wouldn't go in and you know talk about your personal <laughs> life. But since you want to share your personal experience, can you tell? You know, can you tell us like a little bit more though? Like you just don't wake up one day and you're depressed. Like what led you to get to that, and how did you realize that? Oh my God! Like this is where I'm at. Um. Oh. I don't think I realized I was I was depressed after I came out of that depression and I think I was depressed maybe for like a whole year and I didn't know what was going on but I couldn't put words on it. So I was living in the same household with my parents mm-hmm. going through depression nobody noticed it. I knew something was not okay but I couldn't like say this is what is not okay so i left my parent house uh went to live by myself and i started to be okay uh but i was held by uh by an actual ex who helped me go through like the depression and whatever anyway but by the time i was able to talk to my parents and explain to them why I was acting a certain way, uh-huh. they felt betrayed. They felt like, oh, you're acting up again. Oh, wow. That's the mm-hmm. note. Yeah, you're acting up. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, did you ever talk to us and we didn't listen? I'm like, uh, I'm talking to you guys right now, but it look like you guys are not listening anyway. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have changed a thing. So I think, I don't know. I feel like, Today I can recognize it, but at that moment I couldn't recognize it. I couldn't really like put words into it. So it was really, really hard. Right. But even today I can't, I can't call my parent and be like, you know what, right now I'm depressed. Be like, oh my God, you work, you go to school. <laughs> I don't know. Like they, they, they don't realize, even if yeah. the fact that they have been here, like they know the system they they deal with people they actually work in the field where people deal with mental health issue but i feel like when it comes to us they don't recognize it i don't know why like i have no i don't know i really don't know but i'll I'll tell you why i think uh it's it's a it's a black people syndrome alcohol it's uh seriously it's like some people are educated just going back to one of the questions jill that you had is some people are very educated um on the matter but there's a sense of pride there's a sense of i don't want my business out there um or Mm -hmm. i just don't want it you know like let's i don't want this to get to my heart or to my feelings so no I'm not accepting it. I understand that you probably have it. I am educated enough to understand that, yeah, mental health, uh, there's, there are mental issues out there, but I rebuke it in the name of Jesus in my household. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's true. So some parents are definitely educated when it comes to mental health, but they just don't want to deal with it. And you will see, in even in terms of personal experience, it's like, do not talk about it to anybody else outside of this house you know that's something that parents will often say or as you know at least in my own experience like do not it should not get out of these four walls Mm -hmm. where because it just it's they have a it's a the 
they're associated with like shame, shame kind exactly of yeah and it goes back to what we were saying earlier it's like back home we associate mental health to crazy craziness mm-hmm. like you becoming cuckoo you yep. you you like you know um something happened like you gotta go like you know from people from cameroon it's like you have to go to the village and then yeah, go, go and then wash yourself yes. like, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I that's the reason why um black folks in general they just have like that syndrome it's like i do not receive it at all i'm not receiving that you have mental issues not i receive i do not want to receive that you're depressed or you have anxiety or whatever one thing that i've yeah. experienced is that uh like when you say about us being educated i i have some like people giving me this argument that we didn't know like vanessa said anything about mental health it's good when you come here you can actually explain what's happening to you because you have all these feelings and all these you know misconfusion you don't know what's happening to you it's good to finally put a word onto it and be like oh my god this is what's happening and this is the solutions or outlet or whatever that i can use to you know to get better but some people are saying that now that we know it everybody just wake up a day and have a little issue and say, oh my God, I'm depressed. So it becomes also something where people, sometimes I'm talking about black people, don't really take it seriously. Like uh-huh. my, my personal experience, I never, you know, you, you hear those things, but you would never even imagine that could ever happen to you. Like who's going to be depressed? I got time for that. <laughs> you know? But when I think I had my like, with depression it was really when i was putting a lot of pressure to me to make a certain type of money to do certain type of things and i started working ridiculous amount of hours and the thing that really like you know kind of affected me a lot is like when i was talking to some of my friends and be like i feel like i might be depressed because i you know i'm down i don't want to do this i don't want to do that then going to this place of work because my place of work was very toxic at the time but i didn't want to leave for god knows what reason um and i was like you know what i feel like i need to leave this place because it's not making me feel good about myself you know people were like oh you know you need the work or people even told me that oh maybe you are the problem or you complain too much i think for me that's something that was very difficult is that there were no support from the people surrounding you. It's like the minute you start talking about, you know what, this job is not really for me, or the minute you talk about stuff that we value as big, like job or money, it's like, uh-uh, like you can't leave your job. The job is like one of the most important. You have a job. You should be grateful. You should be grateful. When a lot of people are actually depressed because of their work or because of school or because they don't have the perfect environment or support that they need. I feel like if I want to confess to you guys, maybe try to listen first and be more compassionate than just going back to the typical African, ah, you will be fine, you know. Ah, they don't pay you to yeah. be there. Like, ah, what about the other people? I feel like for me, that's why it was very difficult. And the, the like the really last point where I was like, oh my god, this is too much. And the, when I had an accident, I was leaving work. I don't know if you guys actually know this, but when I was, <laughs> we don't clearly. No, I just told not. you guys that I had an accident, but I didn't give you guys details. So I was working, I don't even remember how many hours I worked that day. And I left the office and literally, I remember getting in the elevator. The next thing I remember, 
was an accident. I don't remember getting in my car. I don't remember driving out of the parking lot. I don't remember leaving the building. I just remember, boom, and I was in the middle of the road and I just had an accident. That's just how out of it I was. Like I was out of it. That's when I decided I'm going to quit this devil's job. Not paying shit anyway. And I'm just going to, you know. But I feel like it's very difficult because the things that sometimes make you depressed like family situation or relationship or work or whatever when you want to talk about it people are like ah you know you, you you're fine everybody's doing it like why are you always mm-hmm. complaining and i look around knowing the symptoms if you want to call it like that and i think i see a lot of people not necessarily depressed but struggling or staying in very unhealthy environment because mm-hmm. you, you can't leave your job like oh you can't leave your marriage or stuff like that and i also i also feel like that's also where like for me it's important for me to be like a good friend especially working on my uh, my listening because most of the time because i think it's coming from also the environment we grew up in we mostly like exchange we don't listen we don't listen to each other Uh, if it's about, if you're talking about something, we mostly like, I don't know, but we don't know how to listen. I don't think we grew up in a being listening. Yeah, yeah, like. We didn't grow we, up in a environment where you'd be like, oh, you know what, Vanessa, come sit, let's talk about, you know, your feelings. Like, Even huh? when you have family <laughs> meeting, a family meeting is actually you sitting there listening to every complaint they have about you. And no, you that's told. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> family, family meetings, family reunions. It's basically the old people, the parents, the uncles, and the aunties talking, and then you listening, basically. And then don't you and dare if you reply. Oh no! Yeah. What kind of kid are yeah. you? How come you can say, oh, "Okay, okay, then, okay"? But yeah. I think it's all coming from that. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's also easy for certain people to understand. And like you said, sometimes some people are dealing with depression. They don't put any word on it. And they think it's the normal, like, it's normal. So yeah. they'll actually take it, take however they feel and they will put it on you without knowing yeah. exactly um, what is going on. Um, absolutely. That's unfortunate. Absolutely. It is very unfortunate. I also think that Uh, living here, I don't know, maybe in Africa as well, but I, I mean, we've been here for most of our life. Um, I really realized that there is also a lot of factors, a lot of outside factors that I think impact uh, the black men or black people mental health. I don't know. I don't want to, I want to know what you guys think about it. I feel like there's so many like things and microaggressions and and like the way the society is made like you have to be very strong not to break when i say that people are like oh my gosh but i really want to have your opinion on this i really feel like mostly in america like look at america today if you are in america today with everything that's happening and you wake up every morning and you feel like all energized then you are a very strong person because with everything that's happening in america right now i can only imagine how people will feel and i'm saying yes there's all the things happening but i feel like there's also a lot of things that are that are put in in place 
to kind of break the black man. Like the way that they, they show the, the killing, the way they talk about protesters, the, the word that they use, the wording, how many times you're going to see the same footage of somebody getting like, just this week, before we hop on this uh, recording, we were just talking about um, the producer who did, uh, the writer who did, who's uh, committed suicide, uh, Jace Walters, and the Cameroonian guy who killed his um, wife and killed himself. And just, I think it was yesterday, Vanessa, or today? Yeah, yesterday. His ex-wife. His ex-wife. It's just yeah. like, when you turn on the news, I'm not saying that it shouldn't show information, but I feel like the way they portray it, if you are a black man or a black person living in America, all you see in TV, there's a 19-year-old girl that was, they found the body yesterday. Like you turn on the TV, all you see is black people being just slender. There was a guy that was found, that they found uh, hanging on the tree. This is just in one week. Oh my God, this it's a lot. Week. And this is just. But this is the thing. I think this is not new, mm -hmm. right? I think the difference is because we have media. I agree. Um, yeah. Right. So the the, the I, I the average killing and the number of black folks dying at the hands of like you know white people and the racism mm -hmm. yeah but i wasn't it's, saying it's not uncommon i'm not yeah. saying that it's new but i'm just saying that i feel now you guys are me, oh my god Gilles, i'm always exaggerating or whatever but i really feel like <laughs> <laughs> i really feel like there is an agenda i feel like there is an agenda to break black people and the way to break black people break the mentality if somebody is not stable mentally they will hardly be successful in life i feel like in america even in africa um, the, the colonial that, system work there's like so, yeah we know about all those things because like you said uh we are in a country where media will be talking about it mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure it's happening in africa all the time it but because like africa. But, but because, still, like even... Kelly said, mm -hmm. sometimes the parent will not say that the kid died from suicide or something mm -hmm. because they don't exactly. want the shame on them. So we have to recognize first in Africa that there is mental health issue and they exist. Mm -hmm. And we also have to be able to own the fact that, okay, this person, it happened to him. I wasn't able to support them. What can I do? Because right now we know about all those things because like Kelly said, we have media and they are making mm -hmm. sure we know about it. But I'm of pretty course. sure right now in Cameroon, if somebody died from, they will, they will never know. Like, no. No, of course. Of course. I definitely feel like there's education that needs to be done and acceptance that uh, we can all suffer from, from um, have uh, mental health. Or, you know, because also when we think about mental health, usually we always think about like crazy things like, you know, schizophrenia and bipolarity. I feel like there's a lot of fear, fear into it and it shouldn't necessarily be something negative. But what I was trying, the point I was trying to make though, is that as like, there's a lot of people who will have like mental health issue. Like you will be depressed, for example, if you're in America today because of like, we're going to go back to it again, the systemic like 
things that are in place. Like if you're reminded every day that you ain't shit, you're never gonna be shit. Your mama went shit. Like those are the things that can no, those are the things that can really break you. You wake up every day, everything you want to do, you step one uh, foot forward and they send you fourth foot back. Like mm-hmm. us, we have a different experience because I feel like growing up in Africa, we do have our own thing, but in America. When we talk about systemic racism, I think one part of it is also the mental of black people. Like how, like when you see people on TV saying stuff like, "Oh, have you seen this animal protesting and breaking stuff?" When you have this French, uh, I'm not gonna call his name because I don't respect him enough to do that, who comes on TV and talk about people dying. I know. I hope you guys know who I'm talking about. I'm not gonna say his name. Yeah, yeah. Despite him, but. The, I, I feel like this is system. This is systemic. This is done in purpose. So this person is going to come on TV over and over and over again, spit so much hate. We see it, we hate, but there's people who see it and they feel it and they really feel like this is mm-hmm. who I am. I'm a delinquent or I'm not worthy of anything. I don't deserve anything. I feel like there's a huge agenda as well out there to suppress. Like Because if you're not mentally like good, I don't feel like you can achieve much. And we were talking earlier about the man who went and killed um, his ex-wife and Vanessa mm-hmm. messaged the comment. People are sitting insensitive and say, oh my God, he shouldn't do it. They should shoot him to jail. We should do this and that. It's again, we don't know what mental state he was in. It's not an excuse, yeah. but we don't know the mental state. And I think that's something that we, we often like brush off. We're like, oh my God, like black people. We, like, brought, I- we just don't brush off because what I know is that, especially in the in our community, mm-hmm. if somebody is trying to divorce, everybody will convince her to stay in the marriage, first mm-hmm. of all. Everybody will convince her to stay because as per our culture, you're supposed to stay. Like you shouldn't uh, have another life. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, I don't know why the man did it, but I think he did it maybe because of shame or because of whatever it was. But at the same time, when it comes to mental health, we have to find ways. Like you said, in um, in America, first of all, I don't think us black, we, we are seen as we can make some sort of like, we can go to school or have some big degrees. So coming here, knowing that your parents want you to be successful, but they will ask you to do some sort of, this is what all black people do. All black yeah. people go for nursing school. Yeah. So you should go for nursing school. Engineering, but if you have doctor. bigger dreams, if you're like, oh, mom, I don't want to go to school. I feel like I can start a business. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. happening. Yeah. So I think the stress is, first of all, it's mostly coming from our culture how we exactly. grew up within yeah yeah no definitely and i was about to say that i think you guys touch on many points uh at the end of the day depression like anything that has to do with mental health in our community and by that i mean black person living in the americas not just the united states mm-hmm. but also here in canada it's cultural um there are cultural and family factors mm-hmm. for instance the man who killed his ex-wife like that is from that is there's a trauma right there. Yeah. The trauma in a sense that, and I only speak based on like what my therapist says to me all the time, because um, in my case, for instance, I lived many um, 
experiences in my life and never attributed that those experiences to to depression until very recently when I had a very acute depression and then that's when I was diagnosed with like depression with family and cultural trauma so there are specific um, attachment to those and in for that man it's like there is a trauma so when you even divorce somebody it's important that you seek ter- therapy so that you understand that it's not the end of the world right there are 7.2 billion people on this planet if you're not going to be with that ex-wife you can find somebody else there's no shame into that mm-hmm. but in our yet, culture yet it's such a shame to divorce yeah to for a woman to leave you for another man mm-hmm. and again I'm who is probably, who's Caucasian, and what does that say about you? you? What are, yeah. this man in his head, he's like, when I will go to my tontine, mm-hmm. and people will be like, oh, I saw your ex-wife, she was with this and that. This you know, like, the look, the, mm-hmm. So, there is the, the cultural trauma um, that is there, and then, you know, I'm not excusing whatever he's doing, and, you know, I think, there is a lot of work to be done, especially in our community, mm-hmm. in sense that we have to sense uh, to create that awareness in, in terms of mental health. That if we go see the dentist for our teeth, right? Mm-hmm. We go see the the optometrician. Up, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that word. We're going to go see <laughs> a, a therapist for our brain. Like yeah. it's the same thing. Just go in and do a, some sort of checkup, right? Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I think most most things they have to do with um, um, with um, cultural, especially for us black folks. It's cultural and and then also family. For the black men, the African American, it goes way beyond that. Yes, that's it's the also point that I'm trying to make. Genes. Yes, it's passed down through genes it's like slavery. Definitely. Today, science proves that someone. Like science has been able to prove that if a great, great, great grandparent had raped a woman, that gene of rape is passed on to their kids. Hmm. I didn't know that. So, um, it, yeah, even the suicide, even the mm-hmm. every everything is passed on. Exactly. Everything. Mm-hmm. So, just about rape, if it is passed on imagine about the trauma that a lot of black men had to experience being slave being deprived of their freedom being deprived being raped being so much uh-huh. disgusting things it is in this out. climate today when you're reminded every yeah. day that you're less than that's the difference that i was exactly. trying to make as us as african or americans or people of you know not black american it's a different like layer i think for them it's really deep and i think that's what explains a lot about like the black on black violence and we're not going to get into that but i feel like if we try to understand a little bit more about the mental and the state of mind it makes you understand more the situation just like the man who killed his ex-wife if people take the time to be like okay what mental health was he in at that moment it makes us understand a little bit more Another point that I wanted to make, you guys both mentioned uh, seeing therapists. I don't know if it's therapists or psychologists. I don't know which is what. But I don't I don't think that you should go see... Uh, is it a psychiatrist or um, a therapist? Oh, yeah. What's the difference? I think it's, ther- 
the therapist okay yeah. <laughs> i really don't think that you should go see a therapist only when you have an issue like if i have a recommendation to make the same way you go do a regular checkup when you have nothing i think it's it would be a good thing to go sit and just talk because let's just forget about africa like um i'm gonna go with what kelly said the us black african of the americas or just even living in europe the diaspora I feel like you go through so much mentally. We don't mm-hmm. even know you. And we have a lot of unhealed wound. We have. We have a lot of trauma, like tons lot, of trauma. We, exactly that we don't. We never experienced. We just piled it up, piled it up, and then you you are surprised that some people are forty and they're just all over the place. I feel like we should go and talk to people who can relate and who have the medical and background to be able to help. I don't think you have to wait until you have an issue because you come here, you're a teenager or young adult, you're in a different country, different culture, different language. You have to adapt completely. You're maybe sometime for some people far from your family. You're not going to see them from so long. You cut, you have to readjust your cultural, um, atmosphere you have to be careful about what you say you have to like try to understand how people perceive you i think it's it's all and then in that black community you have the black gays the black trans you have the strong the people that we call strong women basically women that always feel like because they have a strong character people are always you know kind of hitting back at them and they don't understand and sometimes it's based on the trauma they've been dealing with like a lot of attitude a lot of person ladies or strong women are having now is based on the trauma they had to deal with mm-hmm. and i agree like there's you so said, much we trauma. have to like yeah there's a lot there's a lot to say on that imagine but, just yeah. i don't know if you guys pay attention to the just a little uh bracket though because i don't want it to get away from the subject they had a little thing on twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago i was I don't know if you guys heard yes, about it. Yes. Uh-huh. It was girls sharing their experience with either rape or sexual assault or anything inappropriate. Like, literally, it was, mm-hmm. it was so many people. It was, when I say to people, you know at least one or three people that has been raped or sexually assaulted because they don't talk Only? about it. That's what I'm hmm. saying. Because they don't talk about it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And the thing that was more baffling is the comment, how the people was victimizing mm-hmm. them and telling, you know, like that. Imagine again, people growing with these type of things. I think we really, really, really should try to, as a society, to look at really first salute you guys to take the strength to go and seek help because. I know some people that I have seen in some fucked up situation. I'd be like, you need to talk to somebody. Then be like, eh, this is some white people shit. So I really salute you guys from actually taking the time to be like, okay, I need help. Asking from the help. Straight? (laughs) Wood to you guys, yes. But (laughs) we we don't want to take too much time, but I want you guys to just share a little bit of the experience. So how was it to like find one? Did you find one that was good for you at the first trial or... How did it go? And then, yeah. Well, um, the first one that I tried was like a couple of years ago. Um, that was when I was 
back to my single life after a terrible engagement. And so I, I found a therapist who was a white lady. Um, and then for a listener, there's a difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. And a psychologist is usually um, someone who will have like a master's or a PhD in psychology. Mm-hmm and will give therapy and counseling but they're not they will not give you any sort of medication so Mm -hmm. even when when i say my therapist she was she's a psychologist whereas a psychiatrist is a medical doctor so i my first the first one she you know she's a white lady she was just listening to me she's like asking me questions that today i would just say like like in this moment of revolution i would say oh my gosh this is microaggressions like where are you from like which part of that which part of africa is that oh and then we'll give you that look as if she basically nowhere is it on the map but you can tell that she doesn't she still doesn't get it and then like she wouldn't necessarily connect to the things that i will say because some of the experience that i was sharing with them with her were very deep in, rooted in my culture, you know, like, you know, um, the diary, all of those stuff, like she wouldn't necessarily understand, understand. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was boring and I just felt like she was listening, but I couldn't really get anything out of it. But at the end of the day, it gave me some sort of relief. But um, recently again, because of a lot of stress and a lot of, um, things that really happened in my life, then I, I had to go to an, um, I had to seek therapy again. And this one, I is, she's still my therapist, but she's actually a black woman. And then she's from Africa. She's actually from Ghana. Mm-hmm. And it made a whole lot of difference in the sense that she could relate to the things that I was mm-hmm. telling her. Mm-hmm. And she did more than listen. She was more of a supporter. She will challenge me. She'll be like, no girl, like, no, you you have the right to tell people the way you feel. You know, like she will empower me, yes. and that's the thing. She will empower me, me knowing that I'm African, and then that based on my culture. When people, when your elders speak to you, you shut up. And her, she's empowering me to speak up in a respectful way, but put set up boundaries, and at the end of the day, just protect my energy. And that made a whole lot of difference, having someone who is from a background similar to, to mine, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Vanessa? Um, at one point, I've seen a therapist long time ago, but I didn't go back. I had maybe two sessions with her, but I didn't go back because I felt like, oh, she will, I would tell her that I have issue with my parents. She will ask me, if I can just sit and talk to my parent, I'm like, no, mom, no, <laughs> that, <it doesn't laughs> we're African, we work. don't do that. <laughs> I'll be slapped. They don't care how old I am, but I'll be slapped. And then she will ask me if I can bring my parents to the <laughs> set. I'm like, what? Which, <laughs> which parents are we talking about? Uh, no. And, I actually at one point mentioned it to my parents. They were like, are you mentally okay? Would that be on your school records? (laughs) (laughs) I end up not going anymore. 
but with my uh, social work degree right now, we talk a lot about like, it's really important to have a therapist. We have access to our counseling and stuff on campus, but I haven't been to any for the past years. I don't know why. Maybe because I haven't found a fit, but I'm also the kind of person that when I'm not okay, I recognize it and I'm trying my best to find uh, ways to uh, deal with it. Uh Not always successful, but I've learned how to deal with those moments, but I really read a a therapist, so I will look forward to find one this year. That's great. That's good. I really salute you guys from going all the way through it. I did at that time when I talked about trying to talk to a therapist. Um, I talked to my work about it, uh, about the level of stress that I had. They were absolutely not helpful. They gave me this number where you talk to somebody over the phone. And I think something that um, Kelly pointed out, I think is very important to talk to somebody who can relate. I think if you talk to a therapist that come from, you know, the, when you talk about your culture and the way your parents will react to certain things or the way your parents will take uh, you saying you're leaving your job, they're not going to necessarily relate to understand. And in Quebec, I think the medical system was way too complicated. I had to go to the clinic like twice because you have to see oh my God. the general practitioner first. You have general practitioner have to like examine you because to see a therapist here, you have to have like a prescription. And then you have oh to- Oh my God. It was just, I did like three times and I couldn't see somebody and I was like, you know what? I will bah. That by myself, <laughs> you know, but I think in terms of solution, we really have to push our entourage like to seek help. I feel like a lot of people, as a black people, as a community, we do not seek help. Like, even when you see somebody walking too much and you're like, listen, you have to like we take so much pride on like, excuse me if I'm saying it wrong, but I feel like we take pride on being like not like strong. Sad, but it's not really strong at a certain point because no. you're super tired and you're super Arabic, but you're like, yeah, you're working, you're doing this. We really have to ask for help. But I think in terms of therapy, we really have to look for somebody who can relate because the type of help that we need, I think it's a little bit different mm-hmm. that, you know, a white therapist might not necessarily get. I'm not saying they're all not going to get it, but I think they're not necessarily, you know, going to get it. But yeah, yeah, that's what I I really recommend my friend. If somebody come here in Canada and then they're young and, you know, they start going to whatever, I would say, if you can talk to somebody, even just the counselor, like you say, Vanessa, you have a counselor Mm -hmm. at school, just sit an hour every month or whatever. And just, just to talk and have somebody listening that is neutral. I think it'd be helpful. Oh, yeah. Just having that active listening, like somebody that is actually listening to you. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, most of the time you have friends, you will say that, you know, okay, they're like, oh, okay. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. they don't, they they don't understand. And (laughs) (laughs) it's all going to be okay. Every day, Savali. You're sick, Savali. You're broke, Savali. You're dying, (laughs) Savali. Like, okay. <laughs> we can't blame them because they don't understand. And but don't also know. those same friends, when they are going through those moments and when you say Savali, they don't get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is true. Yep, that and is true. you're like <laughs> and you're like, okay, 
but what do you want me to say? Because at that moment you told me Savali, now you call me with the same issue. What am I supposed to say to you? And if you are trying to help the friend of like, oh no, you are not helping them. So it's a lot of things at the same time. I think it it's is. because we are not used to it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's also because I feel like we are not education again. Like not, no yeah. parents should be ashamed to have the kids asking to see a therapist, please. I think that's a done deal. Let's just forget about African parents at this yeah. point. Uh, we're going to um, just finish with this. Uh, we're going to finish with this quote. I think it's very good for the conversation that we're having from Frederick Douglass. He said, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Like our mm -hmm. parents, our old generation, this is done. There's nothing we can do about it. Mm -hmm. But us, let's try to build a generation where our kids will not necessarily, like we will provide them the tools, we'll make them feel it's okay. You can talk to me about exactly anything. Anything. Please, please, men. Even if your friends are not like that, make their kids know that they can call you all the time. We really have to you know, build stronger generation of children. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, anything else to add to this beautiful conversation? No, this was wonderful. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you, Vanessa. This is what's Peel, and we're out. Mm -hmm.